Welcome to this teaching by Pastor Shola Adio. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hallelujah. We're going to be zeroing in on verses 17 and 18, and we're going to use that to build a foundation on, on today's uh, message that will title The Reality of Faith. It says, For our light affliction, which is bought for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What Paul was doing here was that he was comparing two things. He was comparing our affliction of today and comparing, comparing it with the end product of that affliction. And he called it glory. And what he did here was he established a comparison, uh, if you permit me to use the terms, um, by weight and by duration. So here is what you call your affliction today. That's the thing that you are going through. And on this other side is what he calls the glory, what comes out of it. And then he was comparing the two. And he was comparing the two uh, in two dimensions. The first dimension was in terms of the duration. Or, or let's say in terms of the weight. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, walketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So what he was saying here is that the affliction that when we look at it from our own perspective is something great is something enormous is something that you would even want to tell the person next to you how serious it is how terrible that affliction is paul says that it is light he says our light affliction but why is he calling it light because i mean does it mean that he's insensitive to what we're going through is he insensitive? You know, you know, in the world of today now, if you crack a joke about something that impacts a situation that someone else is going through, would they say that you are insensitive, that you don't care about what that other person is going through, and then you have turned it into an insensitive joke? So could it be that Paul was insensitive by describing something that we have even come to cherish in our emotions that are because if, if if you if you if you come across a friend and that friend does not 
um, adequately cherish your affliction the way you cherish it it does not adequately value it the way you value it that you are trying to get across to the person how serious and how terrible the affliction is and the person doesn't value it the same way then you even almost get offended at the person that the person doesn't appreciate what you have been through but Paul is now saying that all these things we are talking about that matter so much to you that you know that <laughs> it's so big to you Paul is now calling it light but does that mean that it does not appreciate what it is does that mean that he is insensitive no all that is happening is that he is comparing that affliction of yours no matter how great it is to you to something else in the future and he says it is light so when you say something is light it means that you are comparing it with something else you can't just say that this thing is heavy you can't just say that this thing is light it is relative because if five kilograms is heavy for someone else it might be light to me so when you say something is light or something is heavy it is a relative term it's like you are comparing it with something else before you can arrive at that decision so for him to arrive at that decision that all our afflictions are light things it meant that he was comparing it with something else so what he was doing was that he was comparing our light afflictions today with the glory that is ahead so he said our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory so it means that when you compare the substance of the two the afflictions and the glory the glory weighs a lot more than the affliction now that tells me something it tells me that every affliction that i go through no matter how intense it is no matter how terrible it is there is a glory ahead of that affliction that is far more than that affliction there is a glory that is ahead that has more substance that has more things packed into it than the affliction that i have been going through hallelujah that is such a joy then the next thing that we want to look at is another way in which he compared it he says our light affliction which is but for a moment which is but for a moment then again i'm asking myself what is paul up to here i've been going through something for the last five years you tell me it is but for a moment I've gone through something for 10 years. You tell me that it is but for a moment. Something is something wrong here. <laughs> Light affliction, which is but for a moment. When someone wants to describe the, the, the magnitude of a situation to you, they will also make it a point of duty to tell you the length of time that they've been through it which is bought for a moment in fact by the time the length of time that you have spent in an affliction is revealed in fact you will even evoke sympathy we were married for over nine years and there was no child by the time you mentioned nine years that evokes some sympathy in somebody's heart that wow a whole whopping nine years that will evoke some sympathy and that sympathy is based on a perception that for you to have gone through this for such a long time 
it must have been devastating but then paul turns up in the word of god and says our light affliction which is bought for a moment so what he has done now is that he has described our afflictions today as light and but for a moment but he didn't stop there he says our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory so anytime we are passing through an affliction one thing we need to be conscious of is that there is a bigger glory ahead of us not only is that glory bigger that glory also has an exceeding greater length of time than the affliction that we're talking about hallelujah so with that alone is a revelation is a profound revelation of its own it says our light affliction which is but for a moment walketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory eternal means it is not going to end eternal means it is endless weight means that it is heavy compared with the first thing that we talked about which is our affliction hallelujah and that in fact that revelation alone it's so profound that it even should become a confession he says my light affliction today worketh for me a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory and you know what that will do that will make that will that would make our afflictions of today shrink in size when we are looking at the glory that is ahead hallelujah and until our afflictions look light and but for a moment to us then we are going to keep wallowing in it as long as we magnify it and tell the person next to us that this is the biggest thing in the world nobody's situation is worse than my own then it is going to remain that way until we begin to shrink it to the size of the light affliction now the truth of the matter is that if there is a situation there that someone is going through that situation is the same whether i call it light or i call it heavy it is actually the same the issue here is how we see that same situation as long as you continue to see it as the heaviest thing in your life it stays so when you begin to see it as the lightest thing compared with the glory that is ahead then you are set for a change he says our light affliction which is but for a moment walketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory so it means that until the affliction becomes light you cannot see the glory until the affliction becomes something that you reckon is going to be for a moment you cannot have the eternal weight of glory hallelujah you can't so that's why it is important that we don't talk up our situations all in a bid to evoke sympathy in the in the minds of everyone around us 
because the more you do that the more you drift away from the sequence of the word of god that paul outlined in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 17 which is that our light affliction until that affliction is deemed and perceived as light then you are not set for a change it is only when you make it light compared with the glory that is ahead that indeed it will then work it out in fact there is a functional word there that i also want us to look at it says our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more and exceeding in um, if exceeding an eternal weight of glory worketh for us so it means that until that affliction becomes light and but for a moment it cannot work for you he says it worketh for us so as long as it stays heavy and it looks like the final authority in your life it cannot work for you he says it worketh for us now what is working for us light but for a moment until that affliction is perceived as light and but for a moment it cannot work for you And even in our prayer point, in our places of prayer, not only prayer point, even in counseling times, you want to show to the person that you are talking to. You want to convince the person next to you that my situation is far worse than anything you have ever heard of. Hallelujah. But until it becomes light, it cannot work. until it becomes light it cannot work for us that that word worketh comes from a greek word katagazomai which means to work fully i.e accomplish by implication to finish fashion and cause to perform it says to do that from which something results so it means that to do that from which something results it means that it it is producing something it is working to produce something so that affliction today that you have was designed to work to produce something he says our light afflictions which is but for a moment worketh for us that is producing for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory so we see what paul has established here he has established a sequence which is that afflictions must be light but for a moment working for us a far more and exceeding eternal weight and eternal weight of glory but then i have brought out the standard of the word of god here but then let us 
backtrack a little bit into our own situations. Now you are going through something and every door is closed in this situation. Every door is completely and tightly shut in this situation. That's, you are inside that situation and every door is shut, tightly shut. You cannot see the way out. And now I have come to you to say that your light affliction, which is but for a moment, I have said to you that what you are going through, in fact, is not the heaviest thing in the world, but is the lightest thing in the world and is but for a moment. And it is going to work for you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And you nod your head, okay, yes, sir. But then you still look around. Every door is shut. You cannot see your way out of this situation. You don't, they even said, okay, the light affliction will work. Okay, okay, let's call it light. Now, how is it going to work? How is it going to work? Now you've woken up, <laughs> you've woken up tomorrow. How is it going to work? What are you going to do? To make it work what's your own responsibility and you can't even see it work because every door around you is completely shut tightly shut you fact you don't even know what next step you should be taking tomorrow that will uh, make you arrive at that exceeding and eternal weight of glory you don't even know okay let's say there is a particular business let's say for instance you are just thinking that okay what business should i do you don't even know what step to take tomorrow where you should be headed to get anything done all the doors are shut tightly shut and you can't figure any way out of this situation in fact what when we even said that you should call it light you can't even see how this affliction can be described as light you may nod your head to it that okay pastor said it is light so all right we say it is light but really it is not light <laughs> it is heavy it is solid it is depressing because the truth of the matter is that when a situation is heavy on your mind then it is pressing over your heart when it is pressing over your heart then you are depressed until it becomes light depression is always there you just feel sad you just feel bad you are just feeling depressed about that situation but let's go to verse 18 to find something out because Paul did not just establish the standard that our light affliction, which is but for a moment, will work for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. But he also told us what we should be doing to ensure that this affliction indeed becomes light and but for a moment. And to ensure that this light affliction will work for us a far more and exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So let's go to verse 18 verse 18 says while now while there means that it is a condition in fact that word while is a key word in computer programming in computer programming when you see the word while while there means that while this condition remains so keep doing this so the moment that condition changes then you can no longer do that thing so what the bible is saying here is that the sequence that paul established 
And what is that sequence? The sequence is this. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That sequence can only become real in your life, can only happen in your life, while the things that follow that word while. What are the things that follow that word while? That is what you are going to be doing. And what is it? It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, and the things which are not seen are eternal. Did you see that? While we look not at the things which are seen. Now, you see, that, I mean, that, that English there is interesting to me. Look at this chair here. I can see it. And then you now say to me, look at this chair. Now, I turn my eyes towards the chair and I can see it. I'm looking at it. It is tangible. It is real. The chair is there. The chair is there. Same way with your situation. Your situation is there. That depression is there. That you know negative circumstance, it is there. Look at it. It is staring you in the face. The pain in your body is there. You can feel it. It is tangible. But then Paul is now saying that while we look not at the things which are seen so the question is this if you are asking me not to look at the chair that i can see feel touch taste what do you now expect me to be looking at because when i open my eyes i can see the chair when I walk towards the chair and sit on it, I can feel the chair against my body. If I throw the chair to the floor, I can hear the impact of the chair. So what exactly do you mean by me not looking at the chair when the chair is right there in front of me? What the Bible is saying here is that while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen that is where the answer to this to the i mean the answer to the whole thing is while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen hallelujah the word look there comes from a greek word scopel and scopel means to take aim at figuratively regard consider take heed mark observe contemplate to fix to direct your attention to so that word look is not necessarily a function of your physical eyes. 
but is a function of your attention where you place your attention what you consider inside your mind so he says why we look not at the things which are seen why we 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 do not put all our attention to the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen so the key to your victory in the spirit realm is for you to move your attention away from the things that are seen the things that you can see feel taste touch and smell and move them away to the things which are not seen but then you now ask yourself if you are asking me to reduce my attention the attention i give to what i can see smell taste touch and feel what then should i give my attention to and then also if you are asking me to discount the value that i attach to the material world to discount the attention that i give to the things around me that i can see how am i sure that the things which you are saying are not seen are as real as the things which are seen in fact the things which are not seen how how of what relevance how do they matter to us but paul said for the things which are seen the things you can see feel taste and touch and smell are temporal but the things which are not seen they are eternal did you see that so it means that the unseen reality of the word of god is eternal compared with the reality of your situation today until as a believer you begin to see and look at the things which are not seen as in the, those things are not represented in the physical world today they are not represented in the physical world they are not touchable they are not feelable they are not visible they are not audible but the bible says that they are eternal they are real they will outlast the things that you see today until you begin to do that forget it you are not ready to step into the victory that jesus christ has bought for you and what most people are doing even though they tend they they want to prove that they are spiritual or to show the people around them that they are spiritual they are praying but they have no focus on the unseen things they are praying but they are still looking at the situation that is on the outside And as long as you are praying and you don't have any perception of the unseen things but only the perception of the seen things then your situation is not going to change and you're only playing religion hallelujah when jarius's daughter died and they brought the news what did jesus say to him he said fear not 
only believe which meant that look don't allow what you can see feel taste and touch affect your heart but only believe in the unseen reality of the power of god hallelujah and that was what happened um, with the um, with the prophet elijah and uh, and his servant the servant saw the multitude of soldiers around them the things that are seen but the things that are unseen were more real to elisha than the things that were seen so elisha now said look the people for us are more than the people you see so it meant that elisha was looking at the things which are not seen and based on his revelation and his perception and his sight of the things which are not seen he was able to overcome the things which are seen and most times we relate with god based on the things which are seen we go to complain to god about the things which are seen instead of looking at the things which are not seen the things which are not seen are more powerful than the things which are seen in fact the things which are not seen are the things that created the things that we see today which is in hebrews let's go to hebrews hebrews um i think that should be chapter uh chapter 11 he says chapter 11 verse 3 he says true faith we understand that the walls the walls there are the things we can see were framed by the word of god so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear did you see that so what the bible is saying is that the things which are seen were not made out of things which do appear but were made out of the word of god and the word of god is not seen So the creative power of God is on the inside of us. So when we receive the word of God as revelation, we are seeing the things that are unseen. And as we open our mouths and express our faith and speak the word into the atmosphere, we are establishing the authority of the unseen world over the seen world. Hallelujah while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen and most times in christianity it's all about all right let me just pray for five minutes close my eyes pray for five minutes and then you open your eyes to look at it as it changed because all our observations have been on the outside it's time for us to begin to look at the things which are not seen 
you have a child that is behaving in a wayward fashion don't look at the things which are seen but look at the things which are not seen what are the things which are not seen he says that i am you know that the children that the lord has given me they are for signs and for wonders those are the unseen realities around your children they are for signs and they are for wonders those are the unseen things so you keep your eyes on the unseen things even as the report of the seen things keep coming in that your child is this your child is that you keep your eyes on the unseen things hallelujah before our child started school we went for uh, what do they call it um you know half day test run and then she came back and they were all they were saying all kinds of things yes yeah, she knows the answer to questions but she finds it difficult to express herself blah 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 de, blah de, blah de, blah de, blah and they said all that the honest truth i was not even bothered because my focus is on the unseen what is the unseen the bible says that she is the head and not the tail she is above only and never beneath the bible says that she has the mind of christ christ could express himself perfectly so she can express herself perfectly so i will not take any devilish testimony about my child so i kept my eyes on the unseen i have the mind of christ i can do all things through christ who strengthens me hallelujah and at the end of the session she was selected to give the speech for her class why would they select you to give the speech for your class because you can express yourself very well and she was also top of the class so if i had kept my gaze on what they said about her all this wouldn't have happened now what is now playing itself out in the natural is the product of what i was looking at what was i looking at you are the head and not the tail you are above only and never beneath you have the mind of christ you have the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind that was what i was looking at that is what i say to her hallelujah we need to put our focus on what is unseen the unseen realities of the word of god and that is how to manifest the blessing even jesus told thomas he said blessed are those who believed and have not yet seen so if you want to walk in the blessings of jesus start believing start looking with your inner eyes at the realities of his word and start saying it with your mouth and fear not according to the words of jesus but only believe only believe look at the unseen realities worship god around them in fact when you wake up in the morning and you remember those unseen realities start worshiping jesus worship jesus and then begin to speak words into the air begin to declare them over your life over your future over your family over your children over your career over your business over your schooling hallelujah and when you get to where you are going and they begin to pump all the negative news in just know that you are looking at the things 
which are not seen hallelujah say so, oh yeah there's flu job go get flu job yeah uh, this was uh, yeah i had the flu last year so i think i should get a flu job this year and i just thought to myself i said wait, wait, wait. hold it i just remembered the communion i just remembered the communion i just remembered the manna I just remembered that God said that, that the Bible said that he brought them out and none among them was feeble under the old covenant. I said, this is my inoculation. No flu for me. There's no such thing. I keep my eyes on the unseen realities that as i partake of the bread and partake of the cup my body is indestructible flu has no access to my body that is what i am looking at that is what i am seeing when swine flu came that time oh let's go get swine flu job let's go i didn't get no swine flu job not this person not this body swine flu is not coming this way i'm not seeing swine flu i'm not looking at it i didn't read up information about it i didn't read up statistics about it i don't want to know about it i only want to know about the word of god and what the word of god is going to do for my health and for my body the time i could have spent reading all that nonsense i read about how the word of god will strengthen my body i put my attention on the things which are not seen for the things which are not things which are seen are temporary and the things which are not seen are eternal. What the Bible is saying there is that what you see today that looks permanent, that looks unchangeable, can change when you apply the things that are not seen against it. Hallelujah. So I'll just stop here. I believe we got something out of this brief teaching. And one thing you should just go away is, with is that whatever you call your affliction today is light compared with the glory that is about to be revealed. But this will only happen while you put your attention on the things which are not seen as opposed to the things which are seen that look very vivid to you. Because the Bible says that the things which are seen today are temporary compared with the things which are not seen so it means that the things which are not seen are more powerful and more real and more eternal and everlasting than the things which are seen hallelujah and that should affect our christianity because until you get that right prayer is a religious exercise because what we are praying to god for is that god should come and touch our outward situation without us taking any responsibility to change what we are seeing from the inside we are praying secretly that god do something on the outside even though you are not ready to see it from the inside and that's not the way to do it because even god himself said that nothing shall be restrained from them 
whatever they have imagined to do genesis 11 verse 6 which means that when you get on this wavelength and this frequency god even has no choice but to cooperate with you god is compelled by covenant to cooperate with you because he said look we have to we have to scatter their language because if we don't scatter their language and we allow them to imagine this thing then it cannot be restrained from them and if god says that he can't restrain you from achieving what you are looking at then who is satan in the equation where are the demons in the equation that's why there's no respect for the demons in this in this zone at all no respect for demons no respect for the devil because if god says that nothing can be restrained then satan does not even come into the equation at all at all if god says i cannot stop you from imagine from accomplishing what you imagine what you are looking at then satan should not even be mentioned For more copies of this teaching and other titles by Pastor Shola Adio, please call 0782-544-7990. You can also send an email to info at pastorshola.org.uk or visit the website at www.pastorshola.org.uk.